You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Reading Grace Paley's final poetry collection, Fidelity, leaves one feeling something akin to walking through a dicey neighborhood in the midst of urban renewal. Hope and despair, the romantic and the run-down, reside side by side. On page after page, they coexist in straightforward musings as only Paley could deliver them. Some poems have titles, but many go untitled. Like punctuation, other than line breaks and spacing, they are just extra clutter she has no use for. Here's a poem from the first section of the book. Anti-Love Poem Sometimes you don't want to love the person you love. You turn your face away from that face whose eyes, lips, might make you give up anger, forget insult, steal sadness of not wanting to love. Turn away, then turn away. At breakfast, in the evening, don't lift your eyes from the paper to see that face in all its seriousness. A sweetness of concentration. He holds his book in his hand. The hard-knuckled winter wood-scarred fingers. Turn away. That's all you can do, old as you are, to save yourself from love. Surely every poet writes about love and death, death and love. In these poems, Paley doesn't just know her time is limited in the way we all know, abstractly, the fact of our own mortality, but knows it in a real way that carries imminent consequences. Fidelity was published posthumously in March of this year. Paley succumbed to breast cancer in August of 2007 at the age of 84. To steal a phrase from her poem, Sisters, the word dead is correct but inappropriate. She writes often about friends and family who are failing or already gone in verse that is tender, unsentimental, and frequently run through with an off-handed humor. From the poem, Many. The reproductive and recreational organs of many of my older friends have been declared redundant, dangerous to the hard-working body. In one untitled piece, she interrupts herself midway to pen the lines, in any event, I am already old, and therefore a little ashamed to have written this poem full of complaints against mortality. Her observations of and encounters with strangers zoom in with the same compassionate eyes she affords those close to her. Poems like Bravery on Tenth Street, with the focus of a frail older couple walking along the street. I met a woman on the plane about her conversation with a mother who lost a child and the untitled poem that begins, The Very Little Girl Looked at Her Grandfather, are all testimonials to her careful involvement with the subject matter about which she writes. From the final poem in the aforementioned list, A man she'd seen last week was bobbing his head and waving his arms and shouting, Go away and stop it and go to hell. Other words, very loud. No one came. Bye-bye, she said. She waved. The man, exhausted, softly said, bye-bye. 
it feels as if Paley is determined to get it right. And clear in her understanding that such a thing is impossible, she plugs her ears to the sirens of fatalism and sidles up next to the reader, elbowing her and pointing. Get a load of this, her poems seem to say, marveling with infinite curiosity at this stubbornly broken world. The poem News Although we would prefer to talk and talk it into psychological theory, the prevalence of small genocides or the recent disease floating toward us from another continent, we must not. While she speaks, her eyes frighten us. She is only one person. She tells us her terrible news. We want to leave the room. We may not. We must listen. In this wrong world, this is what we must do. We must bear it. A longtime political activist who worked for peace, Paley never stopped supporting causes she believed in or speaking out, whether asked to or not. In the poem To the Vermont Arts Council on its 40th birthday, she is invited to speak and opens by recalling when she turned 40 herself. She continues talking about how soon after the country dived into the Vietnam War and she muses on what artists of all kinds made of that. Her poem ends this way. Another American war with an unknown people thousands of miles away. Luckily, Vermont, the United States, and the Arts Council is deep in poets, most of us with big mouths, it is said, even the gentlest. Paley is her own best adjective, a name meaning at once compassionate, vibrant, irreverent, melancholy, someone with unerring chutzpah. If you were looking for lyric poems that roll in luxurious language and subtle metaphor, you chose the wrong book. Paley's poetry is closer to colloquial, rough around the edges, and uninterested in the degree of craft that would buff the hard truth out of the meaning. True, a handful of these poems don't quite come round to poetry and clunk off the tracks, but mostly they are charming and unexpected beauties. Like the beloved across from you at the dinner table, too engrossed in what he or she wants to say to wipe the ketchup from the sides of their mouth. Sadly, we can't all have an activist New York grandmother who writes poetry, but fortunately, we can borrow the legacy of Grace Paley. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. <laughs>